Hi there. You are listening to Frequency 3080, a podcast that enables you to level up yourself and be the boss of your own life. Tag along with us on this exciting journey into the world of unknown. So, without wasting any more time, let's get right into it, shall we? Hi everyone. You're listening to Frequency 3080 and in today's podcast, we're going to look at the issue of Israel and Palestine, a very complex and an interesting one to understand. My name is Uday Vadva and let's get right into it. But before we get into the past, we need to look at that recently there were events that because of this region is back again in the world news. So, on February 10, 2021, an Israeli court ordered the eviction of 13 Palestinian families from the neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah, which is predominantly a Palestinian populated neighborhood, because of that there mass protests. Baad, on May 7, Israeli police entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Al-Aqsa Mosque is a, is a very holy site. It is the third holiest site for Muslims all around the world. And in that, 200 Palestinians were injured along with 17 Israeli police officers. On May 10th, the violence continued and 300 people, 300 Palestinians were injured along with the Israeli man and a baby. 12 police officers were also injured. And on that very day, Hamas, the militant group that wants to portray itself as the face of the Palestinian people, fired thousands of rockets into Israeli territory, which in turn was reciprocated by the airstrikes by the Israeli Air Force, which killed more than 200 people, among them 64 children, and injuring 1,600 more. I get this question a lot, ki Jerusalem ki kya significance hai is pura conflict ke andal? Why is it so central to, to the conflict? So, to understand the significance of Jerusalem, we need to look at the religious aspect of it. Ki Jerusalem is a very holy city. It has the relig- uh, holiest sites of three biggest religions in the world. The Christianity, Islam and Judaism. As I told you earlier, ki Al-Aqsa Mosque is the third holiest site for Muslims. Whereas in Judaism, it is the birthplace of their religion. King Solomon, 3000 years ago, built the first temple there for Jews. And for Christians, it is the place where Jesus Christ was crucified and resurrected. Now that we have understood the significance of Jerusalem and the recent events that happened, I want you all to understand ki how did Israel become a country. Because if you look at the map in the Middle East, Israel is at the center, is in, is at the center of the Middle East. If you look countries, they are all Islamic-dominated, Muslim-dominated countries. Then how did a country of Jews sustain itself? in such an environment. For that, we need to look at the history and understand what Zionism is and who a Zionist is. So Zionism is a political ideology that was popularized by Theodor Herzl in the 1890s. He was an Austrian Jew and a journalist. Zionism is basically a Jewish nationalist movement that has its goal in creation of a Jewish majority state uh, on the lands of Palestine. And who a Zionist is? A Zionist is a person who supports that ideology and who supports the state of Israel. The modern roots of the Israel-Palestine conflict can be traced back to the Balfour Declaration. What exactly was Balfour Declaration? The Balfour Declaration was a public statement issued by the British government in 1917 after World War I, announcing their support for the creation of Israel. After this declaration, huge number of Jews started immigrating to the lands of Palestine hoping that they could establish 
the future state of Israel there. The immigration was so much so that the population of Jews increased to about 30% in the 1930s, which was only about 3% in 1905. Due to this high influx of immigrants, the local Palestinian Arab population started showing dissent and pressurized the British government in restricting the immigration of Jews to Palestine in the 1930s. But what happened in World War II, as we all know, the Holocaust in which more than 6 million of Jews were killed. So there was a lot of illegal immigration into Palestine of Jews. Along with the Balfour Declaration, what the British did was they also signed a secret treaty with Arabs in which they promised them the land of Palestine if they joined forces with them in fighting the Ottoman Empire in World War I. And also along with that, they, what they also did was they also signed a secret agreement with France named as Sky's Pico Agreement. They also promised France that after World War I, we would divide these territories. So a lot of fake promises were made by the British at that time. After World War II and the world watching plight of Jews, because the Jews are for millennia, from centuries, have been persecuted all throughout the Europe from the Roman times. So after the 1940s, it all culminated in 1948 when the UN passed Resolution 181 in which they decided that the lands of Palestine would be uh, divided into two. Uh, two states, one Palestine and one for Jews, the Israel. But the Arabs did not recognize this and this led to the formation of Israel in 1948 with UN sanction and the first Arab-Israeli war of 1948. The resolution 181 was the UN partitioned the lands, like 57% of the land was given to the Israelis and the remaining was given to Palestinians and the city of Jerusalem was under the control of international community. East Jerusalem would be considered the capital of Palestine, whereas the West Jerusalem would be considered the capital of Israel. But due to the 1948 war and the Arab nations not recognizing Israel, there was this mass exodus of Palestinians from Palestine. Around 800,000 Palestinians had to flee from their home in 1948. This is known as Al-Nakba in Arabic or the catastrophe. After 1948 and the formation of Israel and the war, none of the Arab countries recognized Israel. By the way, Israel won the 1948 war and in that West Bank was transferred to Jordan, the neighboring country and the Gaza Strip was transferred to Egypt. So, if we see this, so who are at major loss here? I mean, everyone has a loss of the community. The loss of the loss of the Palestinians. Their land was lost. They were refugees. The 8,000,000 refugees Palestinians left their home and refugees to the neighboring countries. That population is now 5 million, their descendants. Their country went away. Their land went away. So, the loss of the loss of the loss of the loss. Carrying on, after the 1948 war, the international community recognized Israel as a nation, but none of the Arab countries did. And the mounting tensions between Israel and its neighbors led to another war in 1967. The Six-Day War between Israel and its Arab neighbors, which Israel won again and captured back the territories of West Bank and Gaza. 
Along with the annexation of West Bank and Gaza, Israel also captured the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt and some region of the Golan Heights from Syria. After the 1967 war and the annexation of Israel, which is still seen by the international community as illegal occupation by Israel, Israel started building its settlements in the occupied region. This, in turn, increased the tensions between the Israeli and Palestinian communities on ground and there were many instances of ethnic violence. So basically, the conflict of Israel and Palestine is not a religious one, it is an ethnic one. Because there are Arab Israelis also, there are Christian Palestinians also, it's not a matter of religion, it's a matter of ethnicity, it's a conflict of ethnicities that we need to understand. Furthermore, after the 67 war and the building of settlements, which is still happening today, there was the 1973 war between Israel, Egypt and Syria, in which Egypt and Syria tried to take their captured regions back, but they were once again defeated by Israel. This led to a peace treaty between Egypt and Israel in 1977, and Egypt, the first Arab country officially recognizing Israel in favor in in return of their land of Sinai Peninsula. So we need to understand that this was a very big win for Israel. Because being recognized by one of the leading countries of the Arab world is a very big thing. So after the 77 war, there was the first Intifada. Intifada in Arabic means an uprising. In 1987, by the Palestinians against the Israeli occupation, a lot of people were killed in this Intifada also, but this was oppressed by the Israeli government. After the first Intifada in 1987, there were the Oslo Accords in 1993. So what the Oslo Accords were, there were an agreement between the Israeli government and the PLO, Palestinian Lib uh, Liberation Organization, which was formed in 1964. PLO was first seen as a terrorist organization after its formation in 1964 because it believed in the full termination of Israel and it took two violent ways in achieving it. But after the 1993 Oslo Peace Accords, so what happened there was the leader of PLO Yasser Arafat signed a deal with the Israeli government. It was the first time the PLO uh, officially organized Israel as a state and the Israel saw PLO as the representative of Palestinian people. So they reached an agreement and with some Palestinian dominated land was given to the Palestinian people, the Palestinian authorities for governance, for their self-governance for the first time. After the Oslo Peace Accords, things were looking bright for both Israel and Palestine and the world was hoping for a solution. And it led to the 1999 Camp David summit, but and it, those peace talks failed. There was the second intifada. The second Intifada was way bloodier than the first one. It happened from 2000 to 2005 and a lot of people were killed in it. And what is so significant about it is that Hamas, the militant group, started gaining popularity at this time. And after the second Intifada, in 2006, Hamas won the elections in Gaza Strip, the Palestinian elections, and took full control of the territory. The Israeli military was removed from there due to some political discussions and the whole region was blockaded through land, air, sea, everywhere. And this has led to such bad conditions right now in Gaza. 
like 70% of the population of Gaza is refugees. One thing I forgot to mention is that after 1993, Oslo peace accords, which were a huge success, extremists on both sides were not happy. And because of this, this resulted in the assassination of Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin by a right-wing extremist Jew. And all during this time, there were a lot of deaths, like Hamas, the militant group, the violent militant group, conducting several human bombings, car bombings in Israel, which led to deaths of thousands of Israelis. And the same was reciprocated in Gaza and West Bank by the Israeli military. So yeah, this was the history of Israel and Palestine in very brief. And I would recommend to you all that you read about it online. But what we think is that this conflict needs to end now because thousands of people have died in it on both sides. More than 2,000 Palestinians were killed in the Second Intifada. There were a lot of hundreds of car bombings and human bombings by Hamas in Israel. So both sides have lost lives and the world cannot afford to continue it. In the end, I want to leave you all with this question. Should the right to self-determination of Jews Come at the cost of Palestinian self-determination. Think about it. That's all from my side. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you have a nice day ahead. Thank you. Keep listening to Frequency 3080 and do follow us on your favorite podcast platform and Instagram handle of SD Road Track to stay tuned for our future podcast and events.